0: Thank you.
1: Hello,
2: hello, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. I'm trying out a new hosting cadence, Brian. It's a very chill, um, uh, effervescent vibe. Uh, I'm here with my co-host, Brian Hooper. How are we doing tonight?
1: All right, not bad. Is that is that like based on market research and you're kind of pivoting?
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've um, I've been trying out new intros, and then I go and look at YouTube data, and I mm-hmm. actually have heart monitors. Um, strapped up to all of our viewers and based yeah. on kind of the spikes there, I know, you know, what people are in the mood for. That's sharp. Um, wow. You guys are coming in hot. I can't even get through an intro and someone's like, can someone show me how to use crypto slam at the moment Data?" It's like, let us ease into the show, guys. We got to, <laughs> we got to do a warm up here, do a few laps around the track before we start running two
1: hundreds. I was just, uh, I just read about Thor chain two seconds before this stream started. So yeah, what is
0: what
1: is th- these things are getting out of control.
2: It's it's all moving too fast. I know. I, is that what Kitchen had tagged me in some tweet that sounded very similar to that Thor chain the other day? Did it involve you having to go into a Telegram
1: group? I, this is how much I know, of it. I don't it sounded to me like a like a sushi swap type of deal. <laughs> where you put you keep your coins in there and make like their proprietary token plus interest or something. I I don't know. I don't have, know. You, have you
2: sushi swapped yet?
1: No, I'm waiting for that what Andy tutorial? Peter Overset uh, video to hand walk me through it. Dude,
2: it's like one of those things where, I mean, I feel like I'm making a shit ton of videos. And even then there's like a million things. Like I've been wanting to go back and Andy's told us like, yeah, we can do the, the sushi vid. It's
1: just like, there's just not enough time, Brian. Everything's moving so fast. You know, you know what's 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 to keep in mind? I mean, obviously you don't have enough time, but... But it would be cool if you did pull it off because a lot of this is like credibility uh, related, right? So like, yeah, like if if Andy's like this is the good one, you know. Hey, there's risk. Uh, I know this is not financial advice, entertainment personally, only, but uh, like it's a, it's a lot better than reading some tweet, you know, in the midst of a thousand tweets about Thor chain from some guy you never met or saw talk into a mic, <laughs> yeah. you know.
2: Yeah. And we're, we're now getting to that point of like, now it does feel, does some of this feel eerily similar to the ICO boom? Do you just not even saying like, um, the fundamentals of the projects, even though we could get into that, but just literally kind of the way people are acting and talking about things.
1: It, it, yeah, it definitely does. It does feel more stable. Like if you notice Bitcoin with the stock market going all wonky and gold going all wonky, it's still like kind of holding that. And it usually would just follow suit. So if it decouples, in my opinion, I like that. Like, cause that's like one of the use cases is like, if shit goes South and the government prints too much money, you got some Bitcoin, you can survive. Um, so, I mean, I guess that's not totally optimistic, but at least if you have Bitcoin, it's, it's optimistic. It, it, the DeFi stuff and the NFT token stuff, though, I think that that could bring in some legislation. Yeah, I'm not saying I want it. I definitely don't. Do
2: not want <laughs> oh, but- bride We if if there's anyone uh, that's ever graced these YouTube streets that does not want further legislation, I think they know it's
1: you. It's me, but um, <laughs> but I could definitely see it happening, right? Yeah, they they. I don't know. You know, like it's it's finance. Right, in the guise of protecting people, they could eat. Somebody's going to get burned here, and then they're going to do the same thing with poker and wheel up this guy up to the Congress. And I lost my son lost thirty thousand dollars on Pepe Homer uh NFT <laughs> token gifts. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, and you guys know what Pepe is, right? Mm, we need to legislate that. We don't want Trump back in office or some shit like that.
2: The funny thing about it too is you know, you, you hear it with the crypto punks and like, I mean, I buy it, you know, it's the first, you know, NFT, like I get that origin story, but I feel like a lot of things now, everyone's like saying their thing is the first, <laughs> like, this is the first music one. Yeah. This is the first Pepe twerking GIF. like all these things where it's, it's like, how long are we going to be in the origin, you know, narratives? Because everyone's really milking that right
1: now. Yeah. So I, it, what I was just saying with credibility. So I, you did uh, the market mania show the other day. I watched yeah. that show, Brett Ritchie and uh brian micon and like i like if they say that one's the first one it's like that one's probably the first one you know micon's been in this shit forever uh you know with seals with clubs the poker i don't know if you guys any of you guys ever played we've that referenced that on the break.
2: show before seals with clubs yeah, back yeah. In
1: the day, i played on there a little bit after black friday so like i mean he's obviously paying it you've been paying attention so but um yeah, it's it's tough to navigate. Like someone said, my chap, like you want Pancake Swap. It's like, and the names don't even sound real. And like, why would you choose these names?
2: I I know, and it's like, eh, things move so fast. And if you want to get it on the ground floor, but like part of feeling comfortable getting in the ground floor is like actually learning it, understanding it, being part of the community, um, and building up those those credibility. But there's just no time. Like I finally read an article about Euler Beats. The other day and it seems like really cool but like i don't have time to go dive into that discord community and like be part of it and figure out where you know the things are but um it's yeah it's overwhelming have, have you looked into the euler beat stuff at all
1: no it's no i, I haven't i've only looked into like um uh the stuff mean you've talked about uh yeah of like the art art, more the art stuff. Cause that's what I'm thinking. I, you know, this might be wrong, but like of the Venn diagram that money's going to be spent here. Like, I feel like art and sports are, they're not going to cross over as much as an, an NFL top shot version versus an NBA and might pull some money from NBA. And like, it, I think there's only so much money to go around the digital collectibles. right. Like, I mean, it's still yeah. collectibles. A lot of people don't have jobs. So like, I haven't gone too far out. Did you see, um, uh, Kings of Leon, they yeah, got, they did one too. They're doing one too, an NFT. I, I like that. You know, music's doing something like that. Like, it's kind of like, um, uh, why can I not remember that the site that with with Metallica that started it all, uh, the the social music sharing site. What? Oh, I, well, the one I remember there was Napster. Oink. Napster, uh, Napster. Yeah. So it's like come full circle. Like where they now they have con, total control yeah. over how they want to release it, and they don't need the um, you know, the big, uh, Hollywood, uh, music companies.
2: Yeah, no, it's, it's true. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, the going back, look, someone, uh, someone was, I, it wouldn't be a show if I wasn't getting corrected on my pronunciation. I'm sorry for calling Euler beats a uh, uh, Euler. way? is that, what, is that I, I'm, I'm almost positive. I've heard multiple people say, uh, Euler beats, but whatever. Oiler. Um, the thing that's interesting about that is I was learning about the concept of bonding curves with how they're, uh, doing their, their model there. I, I think, I think you should, uh, I'll send you the article I read. I think you would actually be pretty interested in it from a math okay. standpoint. Um, but yeah, to your point, I, I do think it's cool. I think, um, I like the concept of letting your biggest fans, um, be a part of like your art and your content in a very big way. Um, I know like Peter was talking about on the show, that artist that he's been, you know, buying stuff and he's gotten close with him and he really likes his stuff and feels like he can be uh, a part of that experience. So I think that's cool. I, I think it's just, You know, what about for the people who really want to engage with it, but you know, don't have $2 million to buy like the one of one LP for stuff. I I think we got to find more, more use cases for this. Like the
1: Wu, the Wu Tang Tang clan one. Yeah. Yeah. I still think that's cool though. Like if you want to release a song to a hundred thousand people, yeah, that's it. And then, so they could play it to whoever they want, but they're the only one with that. I don't know exactly how they pull it off. Maybe, you know, since it's on the chain, it can't be distributed at all. Somehow only played from a certain source. Yeah, that they only they have access to or something. I don't, I don't know how they do it, but yeah, there's a bunch of cool stuff. Who knows?
2: I, I'm sure I'm going to bastardize this because uh, I, I still don't fully understand it, but like one of the things that was cool about the bonding curve stuff too is it's like someone owns the master um, LP or whatever, the mint, and then other people can buy copies of that. And then what makes it interesting is whoever owns the master can figure out like other kind of royalty payments or stuff to give almost like dividends to the people who have the copies of it. Mm. And so you're kind of incentivized to one, if you're going to go in on one, like I know Beeple, who's one of the big guys in the community, he has one and people want to be a part of his because they know he's already going to do giveaways and has a community around it. So there's kind of like this built-in incentive system for like community building and giving back to the people. um Because then he's getting the master royalties on all of the sub prints. And then if you give back, people want to give in it. So did I just describe a Ponzi scheme? I think I just described a Ponzi scheme.
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe, this, maybe this whole thing's a Ponzi scheme.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I, I love the decentralized aspects in the beginning of all this stuff. That's why I got into it, you know, whatever, nine, nine years ago. And so the more, the more, the merrier, in my opinion, you know, you could also, I mean, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with like a centralized version like Top Shot. Like maybe you want to have your, your band or whatever on, on like its own server, you know, and, and everything's like people can trade. I don't know how you do this with music, but you, the same idea with it. Cause Top Shots, like, I don't have any of my Top Shots. <laughs> we don't have any of our Top Shots. They have them. Right. Not your key, not your coin, bro. Right. But I mean, uh, but I'm, I'm not completely against, you know, I wouldn't even call that centralization. like is a little bit different than like government centralization. Like these things are completely different than, I mean, it, it's more like a, it's more like a, uh, more like a monarchy, honestly. Yeah. Then.
2: Yeah. yeah. I know. And, and Andy was actually tweeting about that uh, last night too, that like every, um, blockchain project doesn't have to be the like platonic ideal of, you know, like cryptocurrency, right? Like this, you know, completely decentralized anarchist, you know, type of thing. Like it's okay. I mean, I I think of it as a paradox, like the whole reason NBA and it's on TNT and getting sports center segments is because they've made it accessible to people who find crypto inaccessible. And part of that trade-off, is the centralization aspect and not necessarily letting you withdraw when you want. Like those things are what comes with allowing
1: this to blow up. Yeah. And we're definitely at that stage still in smart contracts and all this new, new stuff where you'd um, for, for like products and services, you still need like someone behind the scenes. Like you can't, right. it's hard to just code this stuff out and then just release it to the ether. And it's going to be perfect for the rest of eternity. You know what I mean? Like, like, like that's a problem with these poker, the poker sites that we're trying to come around with post black Friday of a decentralized poker site. It's like, you can't, you can of still need someone there. You can still need someone there in a market and there's ways around it, but bike, it gets really complicated. It might not be worth it just to have, you know, a staff of 10 guys, uh, working out, you know, hand in hand with the, with the, with the coding.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I've, I've mentioned it before on a few shows. I used to, you know, I have my crypto. It was on my, ledger in my hardware wallet. And I was, you know, my keys, my coins, all that good stuff. And then ran into some firmware issues saying I had one more chance to get into my ledger. I start to get spooked. Uh, I start to think if I lose this, all this stuff, um, obviously I know I have the keys and I can recreate it. But anyway, it just gave me a level of anxiety where I was yeah. like, okay, I'm willing to sacrifice some of the, you know, centralization if it means someone else handles the custodial issues.
1: Yeah, that's true. And in in, like, if they're American company, anyways, you can sue them. Like, you know, I mean, good luck with that. uh, But like, at least you have that option. So, uh, I'm I'm right there with you.
2: Um. All right, let's talk some Top Shot data because you know, last we talked, um, since the whole Top Shot boom, our episodes, I've kind of been like, so Brian, you've been getting into that data. Are you still just kind of firing from the hip and up until these past few days, you had just been firing from the hip as I understood it.
1: Yeah, I'm firing from the hip still, even after. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: you you've started to put a little more thought and time into it. It sounds yeah.
1: Like. Yeah, yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, I was gonna respond to somebody who responded to one of my tweets. And it's like, yeah, I put like 10 seconds of thought into this guy. Like, <laughs> but I, I didn't, I didn't. Um, I don't, I don't think. Like, I hope a lot of the DFS guys, you know, our audience, gambling guys coming over to Top Shot. Like, I don't, I don't, it's not the same thing. Like, you're not going to be able to put together some game theory strategy and get an edge on a field of 40,000 people. You know what I mean? Like, I, it, it and, and like, what, it, what, what's kind of funny, like, you always say you're, uh, the bits turned into your, your reality <laughs> with the, the, the botting. Uh, like, it seems like there's, more and more concerned about that. And people thinking that they're, they're, they're botting the marketplace. So like if anything's a buck off or something, they're just arbitraging it or buying it. I I don't know if that's true. You'd know about this stuff more than me, but so like, you're not going to be able to like compete with that. Like from, from like guys coming from DFS, like how they're used to playing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, real quick, everyone, the, uh, this, this is uh, not um, Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver, Chris Conley. This is uh, Chris Conley, uh, club VIP. But um, we can show him the same enthusiasm that we would. Uh, <laughs> I love him. Chris Conley. Everyone's like, Conley. You're going to feel like, because, no, no, we know that's him. Yeah, yeah, no, no, we know. <laughs> um, Level Bevel, uh, I have done the nifty gateway drop. I own two Bitcoin Angels. Um, and, uh, it's a little more dangerous, uh, speaking of centralization, because you can just pay for it with your credit card. Um, there's a reason I haven't gotten my shit together with a hash mask yet. Uh, cause I still was dealing with a ETH rigmarole. Um, but yeah, the nifty drops, uh, are fun and dangerous. Have you done anything on nifty gateway or any other art stuff?
1: No, no, not, not yet. Uh, I was asking someone I know who knows like about art here in, in the city and, Cause I don't know anything about it. Like, what, what do you think a rich person would think is cool out of these, you know, and stuff. like that. Yeah. As, as opposed, but I, I don't even know if that's a good strategy now. Cause is like, you know, the, 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 uh, the culture is changing so quickly and stuff Then, Yeah. Who knows if you can guess any of this stuff.
2: And one of the reasons I did that one, it was this guy, Trevor Jones. It goes back, uh, I think, uh, I don't know who said it, but it's like like Bales, Bales really likes this artist. And then I was following him on Twitter and he's like very active and doing some cool things. He actually, one of the things he's doing for the Bitcoin angel is when Bitcoin hits $77,777, you're entered into a drawing. To have a portrait drawn of you or a loved one by him, one in one NFT con- included. So he's been doing these fun kind of incentives to <laughs> to hold it. So uh cross my fingers, uh, I can have a self portrait done by Trevor Jones. Thanks I was gonna to say,
1: are you gonna do a bit like uh of course I'm gonna do it. Yeah, okay.
2: Um, uh, maybe, maybe I'd bring man's back to, uh, to have him get drawn there uh, by, uh, yeah. by Trevor. Um, anyway, sorry. didn't mean to derail us from top shot data. I can pull some stuff up here. I mean, the first thing you were looking at, I mean, the super nice, super chill. You were looking at kind of the spread on cereals, uh, featuring 69 and four twenty. Th-
1: yeah, you figure that's the first thing you got to look into, right? Everyone, yeah, so- it's on everyone's mind.
2: So tell people here uh, that don't speak, um, you know, regression analyses, tell, tell people what we're looking at here, because I famously have asked you to do a better job of color coding your chart so I knew how to make it actionable. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, you're right. So that is a, that is a uh, regression analysis. If I was going to do it over again, this is linear, I would do a logistic, but it takes... It takes a lot longer, especially when you're dealing with the amount of data that Topshot has. And I didn't feel like sitting at my computer that long. Yeah. So you probably you could dial this in more, but it doesn't. It's close enough, right? Like who gives a shit? Like it, the p-value is what, um, uh, like the majority of statisticians consider anything under 0.05 is predictive. And so this is this means that there is a the strong correlation or the variance is explained. Uh, by this number. So th- it's either 69 or 420 <laughs> or everything else is zero. So it's like a zero one logistic regression done in a linear regression form, if that makes sense for anybody. But, and so, yeah, the, the, the value, like if you were to want to type this out for some reason, cause you're a complete nerd with no time, uh, plenty of time, I should say would be, you know, 42.14 plus 53.878 times, whether it's a sixty-nine or a four-twenty, so and if it is, it would you would just add this. So it's it that is the amount of money based on all the data I had, whatever I downloaded, assuming it's right. That guy who gave me the link on on uh, Twitter, it's it, it adds 15 dollars on average for a sixty-nine uh, and four-twenty. Admittedly, those are higher serial numbers, right? Right. It is, yeah, and it's, it is compared to everything else, but it's also one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten were zero. So
2: yeah. So it should it it does seem to represent a premium. Did you were you able to see if sixty nine or four twenty? I guess sixty-nine would just be more just because of the the two digit serial.
1: Yeah, I don't think it I don't think you could um I don't think you could parse it out enough for the year. yeah. I mean, I guess you could because you could figure out how much that cereal's worth. Like you probably you could do sixty-eight and seventy and see the difference. Yeah. So like if sixty eight and seventy, there's no p value and the the amounts half. That would probably dial it in even more. But it's like I mean, come on. There w- it would
2: be fun to do um, if you could ever do more sales data on some of the stuff too. Because like I know I had my Joel Embiid. It was the sixty nine, um, and I ended up selling it for six ninety. Like I had it listed, and I also had looked back through some of my early transactions, and a lot of people at least. Back in the olden days of three weeks ago, would list the price almost commensurate with the cereal. Like, I want to say, I, I bought a 256 cereal that someone listed for 256. Like, there's almost like a human psychology element of wanting to tie your listing
1: price to the cereal. Huh, that's interesting. I wonder if, uh, in, in, uh, Tversky, if that's in one of those. That book's so big, I read it a few times, but I can't remember if that is one of their biases in there.
2: Well, and I had a, another one I did that with is I had a Tyler Hero Series 2, and it was kind of cool. This is, yeah, the we're talking shout-out numerology, bros. Uh, it was Serial 3333, three, 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 3, 3,333. I listed it for $333. It sat and sat, and then during the bull run, it finally got picked off. Uh, just like literally all threes, and even the play was the three-pointer. So um, maybe for some people, uh, that ends up uh, being
1: fun. So one of the bigger things I was going to do and the, and the reason, one of the reasons I didn't do it is because the data is so big, the, the data set's so large yeah, that I, I'm not doing it in R. And uh, you when you're dealing with big data sets, you really want to do it in R because Excel will lag. And um, so I'm just like, I'm not going to do this, but like you could try to use all these, these techniques we were talking about to dial in how much a card should be worth. Right. And, yeah. um, uh, like, you know, like we just said for 69, like then we could see the difference between 68 and 70 and actually dial that in. And, and then like, there's going to be a change in ser- and we'll go to serials in, in, in a second, but like a serial number will be, you know, an exponential change because it goes up dramatically in like under 10 uh, serial number, you know, one, two, three, even higher. And then, you know, based on time and uh, like over time and ebbs and flows of the price changes, player names, blah, blah, blah. You could do a whole bunch of stuff to kind of get the right value in another reason I didn't do it wasn't just because I was lazy and it it lags when you're doing it on Excel is because um it's so unpredictable right now I think the best you can do is a descriptive model and not a predictive one like yeah I guess it technically would be a predictive model and you do use all those same techniques that we would use in DFS or gambling but like um uh, it's like so crazy. Is it even worth it? And then how much time are you going to spend? And if you really want to get it accurate, you know? So I don't know. That's where I kind of left that at the other day when I stopped looking at this stuff.
2: Yeah, no, I, I get that. This is actually a good point here. I probably agree with this thesis. I think people connecting the price and the serial number are trying to prove that there is some meaning behind the number and why they should pay more. That was probably my thought process in, uh, trying to sell that for $690. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, and and that's okay. Well, that's just the data set size, though. Like, it depends. Maybe we're not there yet, but there's a lot of transactions. Yeah, there's quite a bit of transactions, and the p value is extremely low. So, yeah, the difference between prescri- uh, you know descriptive and predictive. So right now, that would we're describing past data, and that is saying that that shit matters. It does matter. Sixty nine four twenty has mattered up to this point
2: Yep, and add more funds our, our buddy matt over there saying he can get you some of the numbers brian if you want to continue to get yeah, your thanks
1: maybe if i keep doing it it's really not the numbers it's i gotta put it in r and then yeah and then remember all that code into like what, what was the you know ln blah 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 I can't yeah. remember them, you know i mean then i have to google them and Yeah, yeah. Uh, Uh, Maybe uh, we'll see how this stuff goes. (laughs) Two months from now, people care about Top Shot. I hope they do.
2: Yeah, seriously. Um, All right. This was another one here. Uh, Cool Cats, last month and a half of sales, three pointer play category costs on average uh, $111 more. Dunks cost $43 less on average. Blocks and layups had a p value over 0.05. Now, do you think that could be a little noisy because it's more like in this one, I assume? The Tyler, is it a Tyler hero three in that cool cats? Is that what's kind of
1: inflating it? Yeah, that's, so that is, was my cheap, my, uh, my uh, cheat code was, I'm like, I'm just gonna do cool cats data because it's smaller data set and then I could play around with this stuff. And, and, and so, yeah, that, that, that could be an issue with the cool cats, but it was just so much easier. Yeah. Um, But it is interesting. And then that would be another, that would be another in your model. You'd have, you, you have to you have to parse out what's set there, what series they're going to be in. And, and um, so like if cool cats is biased because of whatever you just said, you know, like that has to be reflected in the data, but nevertheless, it's interesting to see that. And uh, and I didn't put the blocks and layups on here because their P value was so high. So I think blocks was just above 0.05, but uh, I might have these backwards. Not that it matters. And layups was just, there was just like, no, no p value there so like did it it, it, meant it was meaningless
2: well in the reason i think it might be noisy and i'm i'm not saying i'm representative of everyone but i know when i like my habits of going through the marketplace you know i'm never i like the what the play is categorized as is probably like the last thing i notice like even today i bought that jason tatum handles moment the one mm-hmm. you you and pat got the cosmic of I think of that more as a three-pointer. <laughs> it's like a sick three-pointer thing, but they call it a handles thing. Um, so even some of the categorizations, I think, I just feel like people, they look for players, they look for series, they look at serial, they watch the play itself. And then maybe then it's more of like an Excel thing where when I put them in, I labeled them with the, the thing. So I just don't know how much that's factoring into stuff.
1: So and and that's funny because I have the opposite bias. So I yeah. always yeah, I'm like, no, dunks, you gotta get dunks. Of course, every everyone wants dunks. The slam dunk contest. That's what everyone wants. Yeah. Um, and I did think of the same thing with that Tatum too. I'm like, this is a three. Um, and it's and it's funny how wrong I was, at least in cool cats. We don't know if this is, you know, one hundred percent representative, but I was completely wrong. It's the opposite. Dunks is less is costs you less than the cool Cast series. Um but, you know, maybe, maybe I'll uh See take a look at these. I think the category areas will probably end up having a, a high P value eventually.
2: Do you know what would was, be, like, it'd be fun if there was like this element of, and uh, of course it would be noisy, but it would be this thing where people can vote just on the objective coolness of a moment. You're not talking about cereal. You're not like just like that Anthony Edwards dunk the other night. Um, That was insane. Yeah. Like everyone's giving that a 10. That was just a sick, sick dunk. And then you watch the lamella ball assist, the one that's on, you know, his first one, the one on top shot, everyone's giving that like a two because it's just like a super lame play. And it'd be fun if there was like this rotten tomatoes meter, uh, like next to the thing itself, because that's more what I'm interested in. Like, do basketball fans actually think this is a cool play?
1: Hmm. I Um, mean, if you could get that data and match it up, you could do you could do more research on it. Here's another another thing I didn't have that I wanted to do was uh, jersey number. Yeah. So I did look around for like an easy, quick thing to, and then I would have just you know uh, ported that info over onto the the sales data. Um, but I, I'm almost positive that uh, jersey number matters. Jersey, you know, jersey serial number. If it's the same serial as, as everyone knows, what I'm talking about. I'm assuming yeah, the same serial number as the player's jersey and an increase in price. And I, you know, that would probably be the highest out of all these, I would guess. Maybe, maybe not though.
2: Yeah. The other thing that I've noticed my thing for when I seem to like moments more than the other, and it's kind of getting at what Slim's saying here, I like getting threes from a guy that's a sharp sharp shooter, but them layups are annoying. I like when the play is like emblematic of that player's style or what they're known for. Like that CP three, Base moment, the handles where he makes the guy and go. I mean, like, I'm like, that's CP three. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes there are the moments where it just like, doesn't quite add up to like their style of play. Like, and I think the layups are a good example. Like no one identifies a guy as like a layup dude. Um, so Wouldn't I like cool, when uh,
1: getting like a Steph Curry dunk though.
2: Yeah. No, you know, I does not if he gets one in there. A, a nice, uh, emphatic Steph yeah, Curry. You, dunk. You want I mean. the three. Yeah,
1: of course. I mean, based on your thesis there.
2: Yeah. It's like what, when, yeah, when I think of Steph, I think of him, you know, pulling up either like five feet behind the three point line or making a three, like with a guy right in his face. Um, yeah. Yeah. The Kyrie's a layup dude. Yeah. His base moment though, has like a handles, uh, some sick handles on it as he drives to the hole. And that feels like a, a Kyrie move. Um, all right, let's check out some of this other data that you had. Uh, you had sent me over another one here that I don't believe has made its way to Twitter yet. No, I didn't feel like it. It is this is unique to LOLs, you have to watch (laughs) LOLs to get the p values.
1: (laughs) So, what what, what do you think this says? Oh my god,
2: all right, this is this is like a test. So I know the intercept is is all the other numbers. Uh-huh. Uh, and then it says serial number. I don't know which serial number that means, although it looks like it's the baseline here. Um, is
1: serial number, is it the average serial number in a set? No. So it's, it's just every serial number. Every serial number. Every serial number in the base set. Uh, and value is... U.S. dollars, you can see in the top. Okay, right, model parameters. So this is telling you that every every decrease, so or the number is getting higher, right, further away from one, is worth half a cent. In okay. In cool cats, it's worth one cent, so it's double. Um, this is a linear model. Like I said, I wasn't putting a ton of work into this guy. Sorry, but. So it's not it's you know it's not linear, the 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 serial number price correlation, right? So linear would be shaped like a straight line from the bottom to the top of the graph. Yeah. What yes. this what this would really well depending on what you're looking at. What this would be was like more like a, a curve with an upward slope at the end, where you know the top ten serial numbers are are going to be priced. So you wouldn't use this to model anything out. It's just kind of something and interesting to take a look at.
2: <laughs> oh man, every everyone's coming in with a uh, with a hangover from the club last night, and we're talking about p-values in here, and everyone's like, "What? Wait, what's it? What's he saying? What's he saying? Which which moms do I buy, Ryan? Win packs. Win packs.
1: Go watch some of our old shows. None of this will end. None of this will make sense. There's no link between any of our shows.
2: Yeah, man. People just tuning in for a libertarian rant from you. And they're like, what are, what are these spreadsheets?
1: <laughs> so did you, do you have, did you have any takeaways from any of this stuff? Um, I just thought, no, I thought it was all intuitive. The cool cats thing might be a, um, uh, uh a sample size issue. I thought that dunks being negative was interesting. I, yeah. I thought it'd be positive. Um, but I mean, it is kind of surprising how, how, how correlated, how well-correlated 69 and 420 were yeah. uh, to to the price. Even though they are high, you could dial that in a, a little more like we talked about earlier. And I would have liked to get the serial number in there. But then eventually you could build all this stuff out and keep going and then um, then get your price model if you really want to. And then with that, you would be something like you type in the day. Uh, this is how I would do it. This is what I was thinking. Is you, you'd have the, like, the date because – you know, the, the, the price fluctuation, like right now we're going up and hopefully that would continue so you can get some gauge from that, the player's name, serial number,
0: category. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: Gory. Um maybe a few other things. And then yeah. that would like pop out, okay, this guy's worth, you know, one thousand two hundred dollars. And then you go to the marketplace and it's fourteen hundred bucks, you take a pass. What
2: like you're like long term you know thinking about just top shot data in general like if you what would be the data that would be most interesting to you like if if it wasn't like super cumbersome to get and and to crunch the numbers like what would what would you want to get your hands on
1: similar to what you were saying earlier outside rotten tomato style twitter chatter metadata yeah. and stuff like that and I, to be perfectly honest, like I, I don't think I could even handle that data without like putting a lot of work into it and researching it and stuff like that. But that would be, that would be cool. You might be able to to judge cool. stuff. I don't, I don't think it's worth it. I don't think it'd be worth it all that work, but who knows?
2: Well, yeah. And another thing that would be cool is like, what if they showed you real time, like page count or view hits on each page's moment? Like, which are the ones that people are actually going to look for?
1: I said, I said it like the second day. I think we yeah. might even say that on one of our shows. I'm like, okay. that, we can get that. We can know what's, what's popping here.
2: That would be fascinating. And then you could splice that data into smaller ranges of like in the past three days, these are the most viewed things, you know, versus like long-term, I'm sure, you know, the LeBrons are going to be the most viewed, um, uh, you know, over the course of the entire sites, but the kind of trending stuff, what people are searching for, what people are actually watching would be, would be very fascinating data.
1: Yeah. I'd love to see that. Like I said, just some sort of, um, Twitter chatter.
2: All right. Anthony is, uh, greasing, uh, my wheels. He has slipped the bouncer $5 of Canadian money to ask Brian when they enable selling packs on the marketplace, what do you envision an unopened cosmic pack selling for
1: Peter? You'd be able to answer this way better than I would. I think, (laughs) right?
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, so again, I, I have not, you know, crunched the numbers on, you know, what even the expected value of that is. I mean, the things we do know is there's, there's never going to be any more cosmic series. We know right now, even base packs on eBay are selling for outrageous premiums and it makes sense in it. I mean, the prices don't make sense, but the demand makes sense is like the unknown that's in there. It could the number one LeBron be in there. So, I mean, like Anthony, just to guess, I mean, you look at the average price of a cosmic right now. I, I'm just guessing it's probably like 30 000 to 35,000 on average across all of them based on, cause there's still some like seven and $8,000. Yeah, there's
1: there's Marquis Chris still there. And yeah. Yeah.
2: And so, and then I don't remember what else is in a cosmic pack. Some of those older packs have like 10 moments in them as well. In addition to, the main cosmic, but like literally just guessing, I would expect the EV of that pack to be like 75,000.
1: Yeah. That makes sense to me. How much are those base sets going for you would be like five grand or something like that.
2: I know it's, and it's like, I still have
1: like two of two or three of
2: them. Time to head to eBay, Brian. (laughs) Seriously. I don't actually, maybe I I was literally just going to say, because this is my issue. I get on these shows and it's so damn fun. To open a pack, yeah. uh, and that's why I burn through mine. And then we have people come on the club, and we see, you know, their collections. Like, how have you
1: shown the restraint to sit on these that long? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm doing the same thing. I'm gonna, we'll do, we'll open them on the show, and maybe we'll do some giveaways and stuff too.
2: Yeah, yeah, we we can, uh, we'll have some fun. We'll keep, uh, Brian though. One of these days, he's gonna go to eBay, and he's like, I could do a giveaway mm-hmm. where I get 22 more subs. And ninety four more Twitter followers, or I could get two thousand dollars on
1: eBay, <laughs> <laughs> or I just give it away randomly during the little show live, like last time, and get no no followers. What uh, did I, I thought we tried to get you something. Did we not no, do? I I did. I, did get, I get followers. I was. I and here's another thing I was thinking. I'm like, ooh, I could write it off on my taxes. Hmm. Right. Like it has to be a business. It's a promotional expense. Everything I do is part of my business. Right. Right. <laughs> Your LLC. <laughs> yeah. I I forgot to email my accountant because they charge me for every fucking email, but uh, I'm assuming I can write it off.
2: Yeah. Um, Look at this. The chat. uh, Yeah, this is a good point by Lou. Um, He mentioned, I think it had come out today that they're extending the mints on some of those Series 2. You might want to sell those packs sooner than later before that 25K come out.
1: So that it's that's the LECC, right? So LE limited edition, CC means they're going to keep doing it. They can keep They can
2: keep them. doing them, yeah.
1: So uh, can they remove the LE off there? Is that what this means?
2: I believe once something is LE, that's that's it. Okay. I think this Aren't is CCs. All the, the C-C- Cosmic
1: LE. I, all the ones except oh, after yeah. I read that.
2: Sorry, he's not talking about Cosmic. He's talking about your base packs that you're
1: sitting on. Oh, okay, because all the cards I have are all LE. In your know- I don't. I haven't opened the base pack. Some of the base packs, so obviously, I don't know about those. But
2: yeah, yeah he, they're talking about the the series two like base stuff that the it's going to get bumped up to thirty. Even K if it men. says
1: LE on it, I don't know what you. Let me see. Where does it say LE? It says it right in the marketplace. Go to your. Go to your. Uh... No, no, but on your pack, I mean. Yeah, no, I'm talking about the players. Like, so, like, if you have a player that's fifteen thousand mo, you know, LE, fifteen thousand in circulation, they're not going to make any more.
2: Right? What's going here? I'm I'm a little confused. Yeah, I know we're are yes we're all confused. Uh, don't think they have released any of the new series two base that being extended to twenty five k. Le aren't changing. The le's are fifteen k. They are mixed in with the new thirty k's. That's
1: okay. Yeah. That's what I was getting at. Yeah.
2: Thank you, everyone.
1: Thank Brick you. Brick is correct. See, Sean. Thank you.
2: All right, Sean. You just got blocked. Um,
1: <laughs> Sorry. I guess you go to my channel. <laughs>
2: I've been on a pretty good streak. I think in, in I did, I did boot someone last night from the chat. Um, I gave him a warning and then he said, uh, he was going after someone and then I gave him a warning. He was like, all right, I'll chill. And then he said, overs, oh, that's a clown. And I
1: was like, all right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Normally we berate them in the, if they, if they get out of line. Yeah. Um, uh, just, yeah. Eat.
2: Martin, I, I feel you, dude. This is, this is why I'm going on vacation. All, all our brains are getting melted uh here so just just bear with me okay you'll get a break from me here soon enough um there you go it says all of yours all your packs brick will contain le's um all right let's let's talk a little bit more about you had sent me a link and i still don't know the meaning of you sending me this link
1: oh okay yeah so this is the most important link you'll ever visit. No, <laughs> it's, not, it's not important. It's just basketball reference. Yeah. I was trying, I, I was thinking about what we were talking about briefly on our last show. I think it was our last show where I yeah. kind of uh was trying to give examples of players like Trey Young, but like he's not like a super good example. You yet. were
2: getting roasted in some of the you comments. Know, by was roasting me.
1: Yeah. And but so like the idea here is like cause I'm looking at the more expensive cards. Um, it's like paying 80 grand for a Trey young. Like I just feel like there's so much risk in that. Yeah. And I'm not even talking about the overall NFT risk. You know what I mean? The market as a whole and what, what are we going through here or the asset bubble we might be currently in, you know, nationwide, generally speaking, but like, um, and so like 2009, 2010 draft, I think is like some good examples of guys. So, like, and a lot of these guys uh, who you know watch our shows are younglings, uh, Peter. They don't, they don't, they don't remember basketball in the mid, to, the mid two thousands. But like, can you imagine t- two examples I'm looking at here, right here? Which look, Johnny Flynn, remember that? Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, hilarious. he he was drafted ahead of Curry, right? Was that that one? Yeah, and he the, and look who they drafted in front of him, Ricky Rubio two oh. cards back to back and they didn't even trade them.
2: I remember um, this draft.
1: Yeah, that was, that was classic. Uh, Ashin Thabit, beat man. This draft. I'm this thing's hilarious. This they is. A, yeah. Crazy. This is a wild, wild draft. Um, but okay, let's do, let's do Tyreek Evans first. So click yeah. on Tyreek. Now imagine look at his first year there. 26 and five, basically. Um, if you scroll down slightly to his rookie year stats. Yeah. 2009, 2010. So, like, imagine that 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 rookie year right now, right? Now that we know Tyreek Evans was actually, like, kind of more of a role player. Good offense, bad defense. His career is over. Imagine, you know, having your $80,000 cosmic Tyreek Evans in 2010. You know, the beginning of 2010 or something. You know, you're, you're like, ooh, I can't sell this. It's Tyreek Evans, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're you're paying, you're paying the
2: the the hopium premium. And it, it is very analogous to me of playing dynasty football, where these young guys are you're almost paying like 90% of uh or like you're paying for them hitting their like 90th percentile ceiling, like at current cost. Um, and like, maybe if they smash expectations, there's a little runway for profit, but so much of it is baked in. And I think that's kind of what you're getting at with some of these non locked and loaded superstar prices right now.
1: Well, I I understand exactly what you're saying, but I don't think we even live in that world because there is no MJ rookie card to base this off of. Well, you can base it off of the LeBrons. I don't, I don't think so. I think that's still too new. And, and by the way, they're not that much different. So, like, okay, LeBron's 250 and Tyreek Evans, you're paying 80k for. Uh, good luck, buddy. Like, it shouldn't even be anywhere near that close. And there's other guys on there too. Blake Griffin. Right? And in 2010, the next one you go over, there's some real good ones. There's a there's a modern one in 2010. Uh DeMarcus Cousins. Right. If you look at DeMarcus Cousins stats, and, and this is what I was kind of talking about, these like. You know, above average offensive players, slightly above average overall players on horrible teams with high usage can put up some monster stats.
2: What did you guys get your Tatum for?
1: Uh, 40. <whistles>
2: um, but you're talking about like we're talking about a Victor Oladipo $77,000 cosmic. Is that that kind of the type of stuff we're talking about here,
1: and Victor will do, So, like, okay, I bought, I bought that Chris B- Bosch. right? And so, like, the idea behind that was like Chris Say Bosch, the
2: thesis behind the play
1: the thesis behind the play. <laughs> fine, God damn it, is um, I have to, uh, everyone has to do this. The bits everyone has to everyone, everyone has, has to. to participate. The um, he like he can't he can't fuck up, right? His career's over, right? He's a Hall of Famer. He should have probably been first ballot but he's not. So I'm assuming he's going to get in here in a couple months. Um months. Uh, you know, and, I, and there's only one of them. It's a cool play game winner. It's the, his, his only moment on there. So he's going to get two tags, right? Hall of Famer and rookie. Um, Yeah. It's a little pricey. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it was, you you had talked yourself into it. And then it was like the cold light of day of seeing it as the top buyer. They're like, all I right, think yeah.
1: if it was 40 I wouldn't have bought it which makes no sense really cuz like it's not like I'm expecting it to go to 41 and then sell or something you know what I mean yeah
2: um
1: uh, but anyways you know what I mean like there's no risk no th- based on this this idea I'm trying to 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 like just put out there into the world um where like I don't know if you if you can go to some of these other guys like Halliburton and stuff like that, like all these some of these rookies. I'm not saying they're not good; they're not going to be great, right? Some of them definitely, you know, definitely are. They'll be D Wade or something like that. But like there is, like I think if you ran the numbers, like there is, you know, twenty percent chance that these guys are are going to fail, and not just because an ACL tear like Demarcus Cousins. Like, and even if Demarcus Cousins doesn't tear his ACL you know, I don't know. Um, he's so good offensively, but the
2: real quick, I do want to make this point because this guy was saying no risk and, and Mookie is, is making the correct point here. The risk is, uh, is in the buy in the top Shot platform itself. Like when you buy like Brian's thesis behind the Chris Bosch, or if you buy a LeBron, you're betting on the success of the top shot site. um, when we're talking about a Trey young or an Oladipo, we're saying there's some fragility there to how history looks back on their career. And Brian's saying, transport yourself back to this right. draft and having a Tyreek Evans cosmic, that would probably be going for $75,000 right mm-hmm. now in flat fast forward. I can't talk flash forwarding, you know, 10 years. I mean like now, now how do you feel about that moment?
1: Yeah. And it's, it's got, it's gonna be hard to put yourself in those shoes but everyone was all over Tyreek's nuts back then he was a stud everyone wanted him uh Demarcus cousins too was big Demarcus cousins had uh what's it called attitude issues or whatever they would say I guess he still does but like but no one was doubting his talent he was putting up like 27 points or something not even that long ago and now I what I opened to Demarcus cousins on the on this show and it was like 20 dollars. Right. But a Demarcus Cousins in his third year or something in this market would have been going for a hundred fucking K. Yeah. I don't think it wouldn't be. It definitely would. That doesn't mean they're all gonna fail. And I did say I did say risk of NFTs and all the asset bubbles. So I already said whatever he's talking about. What do you mean no risk? Like I'm saying there's tons of risk here. Uh, you know, not financial advisors, entertainment purposes only, you know, sell everything you have and invest the next thing you see on in on yeah. your Twitter timeline.
2: So this is a question from Dominic. It's something I've thought about a lot recently thoughts on investing in players that are toward the end of their careers, like Rudy Gay and LaMarcus Aldridge, as we've seen with the Vince Carter moment, I wouldn't, I'd be very careful throwing around the Vince Carter moment as an analog because it has so many other things going for it. Um, As far as it's moment in time with COVID, the final three pointer um, you know, the assists like from Trey young, I don't know. It, it seems like, that truly is a moment versus, you know, just investing in these guys at the tail end of their career. So I want to separate those, but part of what my new strategy was after I keep saying, you know, spraying and praying early on was pulling up our, our friends at basketball reference, there, pulling in the hall of fame probabilities and starting to pick these off. Um, you know, when I look up there and you see guys like Dwight Howard, Carmelo, Anthony, um, I know you were joking that Kyle Lowry might be inflated on his odds, but some of those guys there, A uh, Paul George, you know, that aren't these aren't sexy names on the platform, but I'm pretty sure historically their legacy yeah. is gonna hold up.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree. Yeah, and that's what like it doesn't like CP3 when we went in on. Like there it doesn't matter if CP3 retired tomorrow. No, they make no difference. No. No, because
2: uh, no one's buying CP3 thinking the reason it's, uh, the price is probably suppressed to what it more than it should be is because there's no perceived upside. It's not like he's going to do something on the court where it's Anthony Edwards throws down a thunderous dunk and his price shoots up, you know, 45%, 50%. Doesn't yeah.
1: doesn't make any sense. Cool moments. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I, I, there's another thing too. Is like, okay, well we have a Jokic. So like, aren't I being a hypocrite? Look, like maybe a little bit. I think that is a little risky. Me and Pete got it like pretty, you know, like significantly early, and I would say right in the top shot boom. Yeah. And, um, but also, like I said, on bad teams too is a real key. So, like, the, the Nuggets are pretty good. Um, who's a Giannis? Like, yeah, like, bucks are good. You know what I mean? So, like, the, I think there's a way less risk but there's certainly more than like a Chris Bosh or something like that. A Dwayne Wade, like a good one, you know, and also like, like Derek Rose is another one we've talked about off offline. Uh, definitely Dwight Howard, but like Derek Rose, like they don't have the bowl. They need a bulls moment, I think. And um, you know, not a Detroit Pistons, <laughs> Derek Rose one, more of a throwback one, something like that. There could be there, like some of those layups he had in his beginning of his career. I think he catch some money.
2: And I think that's what's both, fascinating and fun and scary from an investment standpoint of like, you can make bets on like the player level, like say the Chris Bosch one, like not to, not to spook you, but it's like, what if they come out with a cooler Chris Bosch moment? And now it's not the only one on the set. And it's just in a, if and now people who want to have a Chris Bosch are like, no, 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 this new one's cooler, similar, scarcity or whatever. Like The whole, there we go, centralization of this project, not knowing the roadmap. Like, if the roadmap was defined, every year there's going to be one set of this. We're going to have the all-star set, the one run it back. Like, you could kind
1: of plan for that, but they can do whatever the hell they want. Right. If How about for both of us? Forget just the Bosch one. What if they make a set of 25s? Yeah. Just 20. 20, uh, Oh, great. Now our Cosmics are worthless. Thanks, assholes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's... It's definitely a risk, and you're making me panic. And I'm going to the marketplace <laughs> right now. Paper hands, Brian. <laughs> Someone uh, uh, tweet at Pat that uh, we're selling our TV. I've got to get out.
2: Um, that's when you know it's a bad buy. When I somehow just am rambling and talk you out of uh, being bullish on it. Um, but that's. But honestly, it goes back to you know why now my strategy is like the thing, the things I'm betting on or I'm trying to bet on are what I perceive to be. Constance, which is one Hall of Fame players whose legacies are more or less cemented and their first moment on the site. They can do whatever they want, but I know that they can't change it being the first moment on the site. And so I feel like if I bet on those two things, mm-hmm. it's most immune to roadmap vulnerabilities.
1: That's the, the same way I feel. I think we've talked about this offline too. And, and Bosch is going to have, that's the, his first moment. And he's gonna have a Hall of Fame tag on there in like whatever a couple months. So I'm, um, and, and here's another thing. I this is what I was thinking about if doing like a bigger model, is my guess too? My guess as well is, um, like moments one, two, and three are gonna be like significantly, significantly higher. Yeah. In the future. Um, yeah. So that uh, that Bosch one, I got the two. Is his jersey number as well? Like that one could be worth. Quite a bit. Uh, I wish his jersey was two, but maybe then I would have been paying more for it. But yeah. I, I, I think like, like so like you might get not screwed, but like, and I'm just guessing here. But like you know, I don't know. Let's say you you get like, oh, I want a thousand five hundred. You get a thousand five hundred instead of seven thousand five hundred. That like that the difference is going to end up being like a, f- a few bucks. Where the difference between you know a fifty and a two is three hundred thousand or something like that. Right. Yeah, just, just, just um, exponential gain at the end. But me, but I mean, I could I could be wrong. Yeah, it's
2: it's going to be interesting. I think it's definitely. Um, that's why I personally haven't been, even though I've been proven wrong by the current market, not investing as much in the Series Two stuff, um, just because I think it's going to be more vulnerable to the future stuff. But even I, I get it. Like a thirty k is going to look like nothing when there's hundred k you know, yeah. uh, series. And, you know, Chris is asking this question, you know, series one MGLE versus series two MGLE. I mean, I, to me, like, I know the series two are going to be cheaper, but to me, I just always want the series one. Like if, if I'm having to choose in a vacuum,
1: I just think, yeah, that's common sense, right? That's how everything else yeah. how the collectible works.
2: Yeah. So, um, I think when in doubt, um, go for series one. Um, you know, it, it's definitely getting more pricey. I do still think they're, are some good values there. If you are trying to get some of these kind of hall of fame players that um, are a little less sexy right now, because everyone's chasing the, the rookies. And I I also think the one thing that makes top shot fun. And the thing I keep telling myself is keep your eyes on the prize. And I say, this as someone who's been spraying on the cool cats challenge because it's fun, but there's going to be lots of shiny things. You have the gift series, the cool cats. Now we have the rising stars, like all these things. And I keep asking myself, uh, what if I just use that and bought, um, another Anthony Davis series one base moment? I'm like, I probably should just do that. If my long-term goal is just having a high, uh, an asset that's going to hold its value.
1: Yeah. What, what do you think? So they got the UFC tag is one of their, yeah. They're, they, have they said they're doing the UFC top shot yet?
2: Yeah. It's, um, they even, I think already have a few kind of like splash play graphics and stuff for it.
1: Okay. And so you got to think of like, if this is your bankroll. I mean, I'm going to be aping into those. I don't know <laughs> about yeah. you, but I'm definitely going to, we have to get Kelly on or something and be like, okay, who's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know me, like I'm going to want one of
2: my, you know, sugar Sean O'Malley. Knockouts. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. I got to get one of get, those.
0: Yeah.
1: I got to get some of the guys who won me uh GPPs.
2: Yeah, for sure. So yeah, it's it, like, that's what I've been having fun with. Like we had Damian Lee uh, on the show last week and I bought his base moment. Uh, you know, CJ McCollum, you know, quote retweets a club top shot thing. I'm like, yeah, I'll buy your base moment. Like, it's just, uh, it's, I do enjoy the collectible side. And you've, you've been doing that for DFS. Didn't you buy, uh, a moment of someone who was in your winning GPP team?
1: Yeah. Yeah. McCollum was it last week or whatever? Oh, was it CJ? No, 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 no. Um, uh, who was it? Was it Jordan McLaughlin or Jordan? It was
2: McLaughlin. random. Yeah. It was a random yeah, dude. Timber Puffs. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's, and it it's not that it's not cheap.
2: No. And it's funny how quickly I did that where it's like you know, uh Damian Lee, you know, I could have gotten I could have bought his jersey, a really nice jersey for probably 150 bucks and I was like, "Oh, I'll spend 800 on like a top 100 Damien Lee cereal." I'm like, "Wow, this became a very expensive souvenir." But again, my whole mind is warped by both top shot time and dapper fun money uh that I was like I, I need this collectible right now.
1: Um, see, that's Pat, I Pat had, had a follow up here. Um, like I think I definitely I think so. Like honestly I'm I'm just guessing, but like I really think it's gonna be like so like a cosmic, you know, is what how many forty five right in in the set? I think eventually, like I don't know, forty nine. Let, yeah, let's say the, the 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 world doesn't the civilization doesn't fall apart and we make it twenty years on it. I think it's gonna be like really flat and then shoot straight up. So like how quickly can it shoot up from like, I don't think it's going to be like 10 K increments down to 45. Right. I don't see that happening. So like whatever for one at 500 K 400 K 300 K 100 K 50 K 48 K. You know what I mean?
2: And it's just, there's not enough liquidity to even have that data not be that noisy. You'd almost need like, I know this is an oxymoron, but it's like, you'd need 10 number ones, 10 number twos, 10 number threes, like something to get more, like data points, because there are only ever going to be so few on the market.
1: Yeah, I think there's enough right now. Uh, I just don't know if the trend is is there yet. So, like, you just do, you just, I would just do it individually. Yeah. So I would just do Lebron's, Tatum's. Okay. Yeah. Blah, blah 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 blah. Let's see all the slopes and then see if that all lines up. Oh, there's a there's a bunch of different ways you could do it, but um, uh, I'm sure sh- I'm I'm positive it's exponential already. Yeah. I don't know if people are gonna really you know do exactly what i'm saying in the future where it's where it's because like i you know peter this is what we said with Jokic. our the thesis of our place so so long ago was remember he, he had like like a 35 and a 42 was was for sale yeah and i'm like let's pay an extra 5k and get the whatever 32 and you're like no there's no there's no difference like who cares no one's gonna care if it's a 42 or a 35 and i'm like right fine and then like 10 minutes after i bought it i'm like i should have bought the 35 should have bought the 35 but i think i think you're right i think i'm coming more along like obviously it's gonna be it's gonna be worth more yeah you would think and so far like i show the data does show that there is there is a change a linear change
2: yeah well it's an easy thought experiment it's like if you post both of them at the exact same price. Someone's going to take the thirty-five instead of the forty-two. The question is where where is the tipping point for a buyer where the the gap is big enough? For us, we decided that a five thousand dollars gap was big enough. Uh, the savings were worth it.
1: Yeah, and also like with the cosmic, I don't think it's going to be that dramatic because there's only forty-five of them. Yeah, where like the Bosch, there's two seventy-five of them. Yeah, so I thought like okay, like the two two hundred or something. Like there's gonna be a dramatic difference between a two and a and a 270, like in my opinion, yeah, you know, a year from now. For sure.
2: Um, all right, guys, Brian, are you gonna do a solo show next week without me?
1: Uh, you know what I was thinking of doing is uh a DFS strategy, but I'd probably just record it and then throw it up at seven. Yeah, you should
2: give give the people, we gotta keep our streak.
1: And do you know what also I kind of
2: realized is a bit of a bummer? I believe next week would be our one year anniversary show. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh can maybe but maybe we have to delay celebrating it to okay. 2 weeks from today cuz we we got to have so we should we should plan on like booking some guests and uh and having uh yeah, No, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That because we're coming up that night our anniversary was I believe it's the Vince Carter 3 point shot moment. It's the Rudy Gobert night that March 11th.
1: You I mean, I was going to say you're such an influencer now. That maybe you could get Rudy Gobert here touching his yeah. mic for us. And
2: there you go. The people want uh, that would honestly be hilarious. I would love to have just you two going for an hour.
1: Who's gonna host that? Me,
2: I'm gonna, yeah, host no, it. no, it's not even that. You guys just it's like you're having a conversation and the cameras just happen to be rolling. <laughs> um. No, Lou, I'm talking about uh, one year anniversary of when we started. I think we did end up, as Brian reminds me famously, missing an episode. And I also believe one of our episode titles, um, we might not have numbered every single one of them. But just Oops. trust me, I can tell you the exact date we started.
1: That would have been my fault.
2: Um, Pete, are you streaming on Twitch too? No, I don't do any Twitch. Um, that's that's Chris Conley's territory. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't think there's much... Uh, appeal for me on, on Twitch that YouTube doesn't have. Um, All right, Brian, any, any other final plugs here as we, uh, we bid adieu. I think now that you've told people they're going to get content next Wednesday, uh, now you have to do it.
1: Yeah. I, I, I've been, I've been really slacking off on that stuff anyways. I'll, I'll do something. I have something in mind and uh, please uh, download our pod, which is uh, available everywhere and i put it up there right after the show so if you can't catch us here you can always listen in the car or whatever
2: yep um all right guys sorry i see all your questions kings of leon nft chris conley crypto art uh yes we will uh we'll talk about those on other shows we appreciate you guys hanging out with us tonight good luck hunting down all those serial 69 and 420 top shots for brian hooper i'm peter Overzet. we'll see you in two weeks but catch brian doing something special on his channel next week. Peace out.